Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between mental and emotional health and faith. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. We are in a mini-series all about faith and mental health. And if you missed the first three episodes, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to them because the topics that we've covered so far include your foundation for solid mental health, grace-based mental health, and how to activate the Trinity in this area. Our final episode today is on diagnosis versus identity. Now, I know that this is a spicy, touchy topic. So when the Lord brought it up to me, I kind of was thinking, "Mm, not so sure I want to go there. But I had confirmation that I was supposed to go there when an online friend of mine, Holly Girth, shared this quote, and it was simple, said this, mental illness is a diagnosis, not an identity or destiny. I'm going to read that for you again. Mental illness is a diagnosis, not an identity or destiny. And when I read this quote from her, it brought back a conversation that I had when I was in graduate school in one of my favorite classes. It turned out to be one of my favorite classes. Honestly, I was nervous about this class because it was a DSM class. And if you don't know what DSM stands for, it is Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. So every therapist, every licensed therapist has this big fat book that's full of all these diagnoses and all the criteria to meet that particular diagnosis. So if you've ever been to a therapist or you've ever heard of somebody that, you know, got diagnosed with general anxiety disorder or depression, you know, those are some very common ones. Of course, there's lots of them, but you had to meet certain criteria to be diagnosed with that. And I just want to tell you a tiny backstory about me. And one of the reasons I was nervous slash excited about this class because I knew it was going to shape the trajectory of me and as a therapist, because I am very similar to a lot of Christians. I know not everybody has this story, but I grew up in church. And honestly, I didn't really learn anything necessarily good or bad about mental health growing up. It's just we didn't talk about it a ton. But I definitely believed and I still believe that Jesus heals, that Jesus came to earth to do so much, of course, to save our souls first and foremost and to connect us with our Father and then to send us the Holy Spirit as our helper. But I believe Jesus still heals. And that class was an amazing class because it was a Christian university that I went to, the King's University, and we had a room full of Christians, and we all had different perspectives. And these conversations we had, to be a fly on the wall in there, you would have loved it, because they were really healthy, hard good conversations about giving diagnoses. And I remember 
I apologize. I keep saying that phrase, the word diagnosis is like adding the extra ES on there. I apologize. Just ignore it. I remember though, my professor is one of the wisest women I have ever met. One of the best therapists I've ever known. She holds a doctoral degree in this area. She, the book of mine that's about to release on body image, she was so kind to proof the whole thing to just make sure it lines up with not only the Bible, but also therapy. And then she even contributed a few little snippets of wisdom in the book. Super wise woman. And um, her and her husband, her story is they were pastors for years, again, before she became therapist. So she's just like me in that we have more experience in the church, in the faith side, than in the therapy. You know, we've been Christians longer than we've been therapists. And she gave the best explanation that totally changed the way I looked at giving a diagnosis. And I want to share that with you. So somebody had brought up the question of this wrestling between faith like believing that, well, I don't want to just speak something over somebody, right? I don't want to speak death or I don't want to speak something negative over somebody by saying, hey, you have this thing. But then we would swing over to the other side and go, but, you know, when I'm sitting across from somebody, I know they need help. And so how do we, how do we marry these two things? And she, she explained it this way. She said that the purpose of a diagnosis is to guide the treatment plan, okay? Because otherwise, if you came into my office and you actually had a diagnosable, now I do want to be clear here, I'm talking about a diagnosable mental health disorder, okay? Again, there's a whole list of criteria you have to meet to have a diagnosable mental health disorder. But if we don't know what we're treating that's essentially like us throwing darts at a board that we can't even see. And so you're coming in to get help or you're trying, you know, you say something doesn't feel right, something feels off, and you don't even know what it is. And by me um, not being willing to look at the possibility of you having a diagnosable mental health disorder, we don't know what we're treating. How do I know if I don't know that it's anxiety that we're dealing with, okay, what treatment plan do I follow? If I don't know that it's depression or bipolar, like how do I know where we should go from here? It's simply a map because guess what? If you get a diagnosis of something, we have a map to follow. Like we have proven things that we know, oh, this type of therapy works really great with anxiety, okay? So the diagnosis has really gotten a bad name. And I just want to kind of debunk that a little bit today. I know this is a sensitive topic, but I just want to encourage you to think a little bit differently about this and understand that when we give a diagnosis, it is because we need to know where we're going. So we're not just throwing darts in the dark towards something that we don't even know exists. The other thing that my wise professor said at that class, she said, it would be the same as what if you went to your primary care doctor and you said, man, my stomach's really been hurting. And he didn't, you know, if he was opposed to giving diagnosis out, then he would just be like, well, I guess we could try a couple things like 
you know, like he, he wouldn't know what he's treating. And so anytime from any medical professional, whether it's a medical diagnosis, a physical one, you know, if you've had the diagnosis of a hard one, like you have cancer, they are not telling you that to tell you that you're about to go to your doom and that things are over for you. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's saying, hey, we have a name for why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And now we know where to go. We know the treatment plan. All right. So I just want to say again that the diagnosis is not an identity or a destiny. And it's not a forever. Okay. In fact, when you take the two, faith and mental health, and you put them together, that should mean hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. We all know this verse, but I have to say it here because it's so applicable. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope and a future. So if you ever walk out of an office of any kind and feel defeated, feel hopeless, feel like it's over for you, that is not from the Lord. And I know most good healthcare professionals would not want you to receive that either, okay? So I want us to reflect, and then I want to just give you a little bit of a charge here in this area. Um, Have you yourself, this is just a reflection for you, you don't have to tell anybody this, have you yourself received a mental diagnosis that left you feeling shame or hopeless? And if that's you, I just want to tell you I'm sorry. That should not have happened, and that breaks my heart that people leave offices feeling that way or have other people make them feel that way. I'm so very sorry. And then my next thing I want you to reflect on, maybe that's not you, but have you had someone in your life who did receive a mental diagnosis and did you extend grace to them? Did you meet them where they were at? Just what was that? And I'm not asking you these questions to shame you. I'm asking you just to help you be aware because this is a topic we do not talk about enough and we've got to start having these conversations. Okay, now please remember, we're all going to have different opinions, and honestly, different opinions are okay if we can approach the subject with grace, humility, meaning we're learning to learn, willing to learn from each other, and surrender to the Trinity, surrender to the Father, to Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit, and that we invite them into this space and say, Lord, I know illness of any kind is not from you. Because friends, I will still stand on what I know to be true, that sickness, disease, any kind of illness, whether it's a physical illness, a mental illness, whatever kind of illness it is, those aren't from God. These were not his idea. And that's why he has so much to say in his word about taking thoughts captive and about just all the things, okay? But I want to also remind you of this, that healing comes through wisdom, understanding, doctors, therapy, medication if it's needed, natural supplements, and I want you to hear that big and in there, Jesus, scripture, prayer. This is really important what I'm about to say to you, so please listen up. It's not an either or. 
It's a both and. I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to explain what I mean. It's not an either or. It's not saying either we trust doctors and therapy and medication and supplements, or we trust Jesus and prayer and scripture. Why have we done that? Why have we have these two camps of you're either all one or you're all the other? That's not a healthy thing to be. And that's really, I think, where some of the damage has been done or where people have been hurt is when somebody gets a diagnosis and a very well-meaning, loving friend says, oh, well, you know, maybe you should just pray some more or, you know, have you stood on this particular scripture? And that person then receives it as shame because they're saying, oh, man, if I just had more faith, I wouldn't be dealing with this right now. Why do we separate the two? It's a both and. And when I say it's a both and, this means going back to the Trinity because you know that the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us discernment, conviction, comfort, direction. And so if we as individuals, when we find ourselves with illness of any kind, again, I know I'm talking about mental here, here, but my husband and I own an integrated medical practice, so we see all kinds of illness. Okay, from the tops of the head down to the pinky toes, that's the kind of pain that we see. My husband's a chiropractor, so he sees, you know, physical pain, and I'm dealing with the mental pain, and, and we're a great team. But all that to say, we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, Holy Spirit, every single person that walks through these doors is different. Show us how to treat that person. And you can say that same prayer over yourself. Lord, I'm I'm sick in my body. I'm sick in my mind. I know the sickness isn't from you. Jesus, I know you came to cover it all. Heal me and then show me if there's anybody or anything that you want to connect me to, to take this healing even further. So remember, it's a both and. It's asking the Holy Spirit, what does treatment look like for you? And bringing those scriptures in and taking those thoughts captive and and having the mind of Christ and praying and welcoming Jesus into that situation, there is nothing more powerful than when I'm able to bring Jesus into a therapy session. It is powerful, and I love to do it. So, all right, let's pray. I feel like I've got to pray over you, and we need to get going because I just went right over the 15-minute marker. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you're here in this space, even as I record. I thank you that you're with every single listener who's sitting under the sound of my voice. And I know you just bring in the people who need to be here today. God, I thank you that your best for your children is health, wellness, wholeness, restoration. And so, Lord, when we look at things that are tough like this, like receiving a hard diagnosis, whether it's a mental one, a physical one, whatever it may be, will you help us to take that and not receive it as an identity, not receive it as who we are now, not receive it as a destiny of what our future is going to look like? Because, Lord, we know that the enemy loves to have us look at what's happening right now and say, this is our forever, whereas you look in the future And you see the whole big picture and you say, oh, no, child, look up. Your future is bright. 
So Jesus, we just partner with you in healing, and we're honored we get to partner with you in healing. I pray over every single person, again, sitting under the sound of my voice, who has any physical ailment, any mental ailment, that they've even, I just sense in my spirit, somebody has something that you've just been dealing with for years, and you don't know if you'll ever get better. And I just feel like the Lord's saying, child, you are well in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name. Open your hands to receive if that's you. Put if it, if you have a, a mental health diagnosis of any kind, put your head just your hands on your head and just receive healing over your mind, over your emotions, over your nervous system, over your body that remembers things. And just in the name of Jesus, any back pain needs to go in the name of Jesus. Anxiety and depression healing in the name of Jesus. Jesus, just do your thing. Wrap your loving arms around your children. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Friends, just open your ears to see what the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now in this moment, giving wisdom, giving discernment, bringing healing, and bringing hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I know this was a tiny bit longer than we normally go, and I know this was a sensitive topic. I sincerely pray that this brought hope. That's what I want you to get from this is hope. No shame, no condemnation, hope, okay? Um, as always, for more resources, you can go to my website, rachelgilbert.com, and there you'll find all kinds of stuff. Um, but this concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel. Rachel.